Opportunity is one of the many words that you can use to describe the United States. Sure, not everyone will be successful, and not everyone's going to get the same opportunities. But you get a heck of a lot more than you would in most, if not all, other countries. Which is why so many people immigrated here, and still do today. Even within this country, there are, and were, places that may give you a better odds of success than others. You don't need to stay where you were born or and raised, uh, or where you arrived. You can go wherever you like, even if it means starting out lower than where you were for a little bit. It's all about perseverance, and to put it simply, hope. Back on the eastern side of these United States, there was a young guy who had been here for a few years from his homeland, Germany. The eastern states were kind of in a depression of sorts at the time. Uh, that started in 1837. Many people decided to pack up and leave for whatever was on the horizon, including this young man. He joined up with a travel party, which was called the Bartless and Bidwell Party, which was the first overland immigrant party to travel to California. When the party arrived in California, this young man got a job working for a man that you may have heard of, John Sutter, who was kind of like the Elon Musk of California at the time, if that makes any sense. This young man then changed his name for some reason from Carl David Weber to Charles Weber. After a year or so, he basically got himself a letter of recommendation to the Mexican government from Mr. Sutter and made his way to San Jose, where he joined up with William Golnack in business. They ran all kinds of businesses, a salt mine, a bakery, a corn mill. They made shoes, soap, and were ranchers as well. One of the cool things back then was after living in California for a while, you could apply to become a Mexican citizen. And if you were granted that, you would be given a nice big piece of land. Land that was untamed and essentially untouched and may have Indians living there, which would be an issue for you. But the point is, you got land which with some work, you could easily, uh, it could be an easy way for a man to get extremely rich. Just like today, land is a huge moneymaker. Well, Weber's uh, business partner, Golnack, was a Mexican citizen, and he was given this nice big plot of land known as Arrancho del Campo de las Franceses, which was over 48,000 acres uh, covering modern-day Stockton and French camp. Uh, he gave up on the land in 1845 and sold it to Weber, who gladly took this opportunity to create a city. The next year, 1846, the Mexican-American War broke out, which helped Weber with getting people to settle on his land where there would be some protection rather than being all spread out. This new city was called Toolburg, yet some people called it Mudville and a few called it Weberville. It was growing nicely. And as the war continued, Weber was asked to be a captain for the Mexican army, but he refused. Not long after, he was approached by U.S. forces and he gladly took on the title of captain from them. Politically, this hurt him, and some loyal to Mexico essentially boycotted him. But it didn't matter in the long term because he knew America was greater than Mexico, and it would be better for that to be on his resume than that of enemy of the United States. A guy that became famous for his work in California, practically taking it over on his own when he wasn't even supposed to be there, was a man named Robert Stockton, which you can learn all about in my episode about him. Weber wanted to honor the man who made California part of the United States and renamed his city Stockton. 
Around that time, gold was discovered and he quickly got himself a mining operation near Placerville and bought the land near it to make another city, this time naming it after himself, calling it Weberville. It wouldn't have the same success that Stockton did in the long term, but it definitely was a boom town for a couple years. It was abandoned sometime in the 1850s. After all this, he essentially retired and lived the rest of his days a rich man in a land of opportunity. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. I don't have a regular schedule of when I post new episodes. It all kind of depends on how much time I have and how hard the topic is to research. But you can see me daily on all the social media uh, platforms where I go over three historical headlines for that date, typically between 30 and 60 seconds. So if you haven't already, be sure to follow me wherever you visit most often, whether that be Instagram, X, which is Twitter, uh, Facebook, TikTok, or YouTube. Also, if you like, I send out an email when I post a new podcast episode, so it's easier for you to choose which way you'd like to enjoy the show, whether that is by reading, listening, or watching. Subscribe to that on my website, rickyshistoricaltidbits.com.